This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for September 24th, 2010. In our top story, federal regulators are seeking comments on a newly proposed rule designed to crack down against payment fraud for all federal health programs, including Medicare, Medicaid, and the Children's Health Insurance Programs. The proposal pinpoints specific levels of screening for all federal health program contractors, including healthcare providers, to detect the risk of fraud. Those considered high risk and subject to the most thorough screening would include newly enrolling home health agencies and suppliers of durable medical equipment. These organizations would be subject to unscheduled site visits, criminal background checks, and fingerprinting, among other measures. The proposed rule carries out provisions of the Obama administration's health care reform package, including allowing the Department of Health and Human Services to suspend payment on claims connected to credible allegations of fraud until an investigation is complete. In other news, although 28 incidents were added to the official federal tally of major health care information breaches in the past month, none grabbed headlines for their size. But two-thirds of the new cases involved the theft or loss of unencrypted computer devices. The 28 new cases affected a combined total of 141,000 individuals. By comparison, 19 incidents affecting 257,000 were added in the previous month. As of September 23rd, the official federal tally stood at 166 incidents affecting 4.9 million Americans. The Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights began posting incidents to its breach list on February 22nd for cases dating back to last September. So far, 58% of all cases have involved the theft or loss of an unencrypted computer device. In the past month, 19 of the 28 cases reflected such a theft or loss. In our featured interview this week, the co-author of a new report on electronic health records says the United States should look to the European Union for examples of how to successfully protect the privacy of patient information. Public acceptance of electronic health records is much greater in Europe than the United States because European patients are more confident that their information will remain private, says David Balmer, head of the Business Management Department at North Carolina State University. Here's a clip from that interview. There are much greater acceptance of electronic health care records in Europe, and we need to uh, take specific steps to ensure better protection of privacy in the United States. And one of the steps that certainly could be taken is to increase the penalties and enforcement associated with those that steal medical records and make use of them. I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the HealthCareInfoSecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit HealthCareInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. Also in the news this week, Melissa Bianchi, a lawyer representing the American Hospital Association, told a 
Senate subcommittee this week that healthcare providers should be exempt from breach notification rules in the proposed Data Security and Breach Notification Act of 2010 because they're already covered under HIPAA and the High Tech Act. If hospitals must comply with FTC rules under the proposed bill, as well as existing healthcare regulations on breaches, she said, then they could be required to send two letters to the same patient for a single security incident. That simply doesn't make sense for patients, and it doesn't increase the protection of their information, she testified. And in this week's featured blog, I point out that janitors can be a security risk. A janitor at a Southern California clinic has been charged with felony commercial burglary for allegedly selling 14 boxes of patient records to a recycling center for $40. In an earlier case, an identity theft ring relied on a janitor to steal personal information from patient files at a Chicago hospital. So how well do you know your cleaning crew? And does the company for which they work have a good track record? Maybe now is a good time to check. And make sure the janitors know there will be harsh consequences if they mishandle patient information. Meanwhile, be careful about what documents you leave on desks or in garbage cans, recycling bins, boxes, or unlocked cabinets. After all, you don't want your organization to show up on the federal government's list of major health care breaches. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.